Welcome back to another Girl Chat in the We Suite. Today we are discussing Mindset Matters Married Edition. How does mindset and marriage matter? This season, we are hitting relationships on every level, and I can't wait for you to hear this one. My sweet friend Niare is a wife to Jason and a mom. We share the same alma mater and we've worked together in the past. She is originally from Zimbabwe and she now resides in Georgia with her family. Niare loves the art of cooking and works within church ministry. Her lifelong passion is counseling. Welcome, Niari. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you, sis. That was so beautiful. <laughs> um, you're welcome. You're welcome. I have been anticipating this chat with you. Uh, so I am not going to delay us very long. I'm going to go ahead and kick us off. Um, so thank you for saying yes to being here. And I just so appreciate you so much for doing this. Um, but with that, I want to uh, ask you one simple question to start with. How would you describe, yes, how would you describe a mindset of marriage? What does that look like? Oh, thank you so much, sis. First of all, for having me, it's such an honor and a privilege. And um, how would I describe a mindset of marriage, girl? I had to go straight to Webster Dictionary and go with mindset. What does mindset mean? And basically, it says a mindset is the established set of attitudes held by someone. Um, and basically, then you have to think about what are attitudes. And attitudes are a settled way of thinking or feeling about someone or something, typically one that is reflected in a person's behavior. So a mindset of marriage, says to me, is basically your attitude as it pertains to the purpose of um, being in a godly union that God has blessed you with. So that mindset for me, um, I can only speak from my own experience so far. Um, it's basically a mindset of choosing to serve, choosing to sacrifice, and choosing God over and over again. Oh, beautiful. And, you know, I'm not surprised at all uh, that, you know, you looked this up and that you um, took the time to break down each word and really look at it, not only from man's definition, but also God's definition. I'm not surprised at all. That is just who you are at your core. And um, it's one of the reasons why I just love you so much. But uh, I, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. So, you know, I do um, appreciate that we're looking at marriage as the attitude one holds, because I think too often people assume that once they get married, once they finally accomplish that thing, um, that it's just going to be sunshine and roses. They they don't always remember the the ups and right. the downs and the hoops and the turns and that there are moments or even seasons that don't always feel good. And so it really is about looking toward God, number one, for sure. And then also looking at one's attitude because exactly. you may not you may not always be able to change your situation, but our attitude towards that situation says everything. And then you exactly. talked about yeah. um, 
Yeah, you talked about service and you talked about sacrifice. And um, I do think that's the greatest form of showing love to someone is, you know, your service to them and your sacrifice. Um, so I, I, I think amazing way to lay that out and to kick us off with that foundation. Um, so let's turn up the heat. Okay. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> let's turn it up with this next one. What before are some, we, before yeah. we turn up the heat, though, let me just drop this very awesome scripture. And I know you love this scripture too, you know, just with our alma mater and stuff, but it's in Mark 10 45 and it says, for even the son of man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. So yeah, when you think yeah. about marriage and you think about Jesus, like I think in the epistles, Paul goes on to say that um, the marriage between a man and a woman is a mystery of who the Godhead is. Like we can't even understand the depth and the length of what a union between a husband and a wife represents, not just on this side of eternity and just, you know, in our lives, but like for eternity before God, like what does that even mean, that unity? And so when you think about, you know, Lord, I want to serve someone and give my life to someone for your glory, not just to serve them so I can, you know, treat them like a king or them treat me like a queen, but to serve them ultimately so that I see you and they see you in me. You know what I mean? So I just wanted to drop that scripture um, just, you know, for all my girls out there. It's just so much to dwell on from the word of God. So I just wanted to drop that before you turned up the heat. Yes, no, I'm glad that you did because I think a lot of times too people don't always have the best examples in their life and 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 you know, we've talked about this before, but not having those examples sometimes is used as as an excuse to not know where to turn or where to look for um the encouragement or the examples of how to have um a healthy marriage, which we're gonna get to all of that. But yes, let's turn up the heat. And I want you to tell me what are some examples of not having the right kind of mindset. Okay, so first of all, I would say um idolizing marriage for the sake of just changing your status from single to married and not Mm. for purpose will be like the first thing I think about Um, Uh. and when I talk about idolizing marriage like we live in such a day where everybody's life is at our fingertips we can scroll through social media we can you know be at work your husband or the wife can come and it's so easy to idolize that to replace that basically an idol is something you worship other than God so if you have this mindset of I'm going to have the best Instagram looking marriage and this guy is going to look right in all my pictures and these kids are going to look right in all my pictures, you're definitely not embracing what marriage is. You're just looking at the cover flow of that thing and not the essence of it. So I would mm-hmm. say that's a wrong mindset. And then the second one um, will be thinking marriage will complete you. If ah. you, 
if you think that, well, when I get married, then my life is going to be complete. I'm just going to be, you know, doing everything I've always wanted. That's such a wrong mindset because if you are in the now and you're not enjoying right now, when you do get married or even while you're dating or courting, because my husband and I courted, that's a side story for later. Um, but marriage is not going to complete you. And then the last one, which is kind of the same as the second one, thinking marriage will complete you, but thinking I'll be happier than I am right now when I am married. Mm -hmm. um, and that's such a lie from the enemy because it takes away the joy of your singlehood because being single is actually a blessing and it's a calling. I think so many women, I can speak because I'm a woman, I don't know about guys, but I think I can kind of, you know, guess and ask my husband what he thinks. So many women, we think when we get that, you know, that man um, who loves God and is going to treat us right and the children come, then we're going to be happier um, and our singleness will be a thing of the past, you know. But you have to embrace every season you're in, sis. So if you're single right now and you keep looking on the next door, like you keep looking on your next door neighbor, like, oh, they have this and she seems happier and she's got all the kids and they look cute because they're matching, you know, you are robbing yourself right now of the blessing of being single. Now, just because you are single and you have a mindset of, marriage it doesn't mean that sometimes you don't feel the ache to want to be married that's not what I'm talking about but I'm almost talking about coveting the finished thinking marriage is the finished product because since marriage is not a destination it's a journey every single day you get up you lay yourself down before the Lord and you choose to surrender yourself to help your husband or the husband to help the wife. And then you throw in kids later on and you're like, okay, this is definitely sacrifice on sacrifice. But it's all joyful um, because who God matures you while you're single is the person you're going to be when you're married, you know. I always, I used to hear, you know, growing up and, you know, when I was a teen and a young adult, um, just this talk of, oh, he completes me, and oh, you know, he's my better half, and I mean, I know we don't mean, you know, bad in saying these things, but sis, if you're thinking a man is going to complete you, and that's when your happiness comes, then you're probably not ready for marriage, because it's the two becoming one, but that doesn't mean you're half a person, because you're not yet married. So I just want to see. Oh, man. <laughs> Sorry, you go ahead. But I just wanted to speak to my single sisters out there and let them know you're not half a person because you're not yet married and you're not incomplete. You're a fully furnished daughter of the Most High God who will bring a fully furnished son of the Most High God and together he will make you a one entity, one in essence, but you're still individuals. You still have individual passions. And when God breaks it together, the union of marriage is so beautiful. And it is actually literally supernatural because you're taking 
two full people and breaking them into one. Um, and that's what the daily serving and giving comes in. That's where the work comes in to marriage. It's not half a person. So just because you don't have the men right now, don't think any less of yourself. Whoever I'm talking to, my sister's out there. <laughs> yes, no, I mean, I, I'm... I'm just in awe, you know, sitting here listening to you. And like I said, I was excited to chat with you because I know the the blessing and the gift that you are and um, just everything that God deposited into your spirit. Um, And I tell you all the time that it's no wonder to me that you want to go into counseling. And and I've always told you I thought that was your ministry in life. and, And I stand firm by that because you know, um, there's just so much inside of you that you have to share with the world. And, you know, we, we didn't have the time right now to go into, you, you know, your whole story with Jason and one day we'll do that. But you guys just celebrated eight years and you have three beautiful kids um, and, you know, a few that made it on to heaven. But we'll we'll chat about that later. But um, you have three living, beautiful children and um just knowing the the life that you guys have, knowing just your story, your background, and hearing you with such humility explain this, and not only from the perspective of Mindset Matters Merit Edition, but explaining it even to our single women. So, you know, you said you're not half a person because you're not married. And so women should not consider themselves to be completed because they're married. And I think that we've said that before in society that marriage doesn't complete you, but I don't think women have heard it like that. I don't think they've heard you're not half a person. And so Mm -hmm. I needed to slow this down to, to make sure we restate that because I want every woman that listens to this to understand that while you long for your person and you long to finally be married, you long to start your family. If you're in your season of wait, you mm-hmm. are not half a person right now. There's exactly. a wholeness in you. And that and that that just resonated when you when we talked about being single is a blessing. So appreciate, ladies, the wholeness of who you are and yes. that, you know, your helpmate will come, but your helpmate does not define you and they don't complete you only God can do that so I I wanted to slow that down and talk about that thank you so so much for for taking it there I knew you would and that is why I was so intentional about choosing you to do this um you know I had a lot of people to choose from but I was like no this has to be Niari Niari has to do marriage um So, you know, uh, back to idolizing, you talked about social media. Yes, 100%. We have people that get so caught up in the perfect life that they see on social media. Someone's beautiful, you know, so nicely dressed kids. They're so posed, so great. Meanwhile, you know, you're sitting at home with, you know, spit up or dirt on your shirt and like thinking there's no way I would have time to even coordinate a photo shoot like that. I can't even get one kid to sit still. But the reality, the reality is that 
that's not your reality and sometimes it's not even their reality sometimes you don't know what people go through to create Mm -hmm. all of that and so you do have to be thankful of the season that you're in and know that you have to find um you have to find your support group that you feel validated within and not take on um, all of that and allow the outside world to filter into your mind the notion of what is good enough and what's perfect enough um, and only look to, you know, God to understand the marriage you're supposed to have not what someone exactly. else is doing so I, I, exactly. so you know we have a lot of people that idolize marriage not only from what they see in social media but like you said they idolize it from a state of what they anticipate marriage to be instead of mm-hmm. the fact that it's putting in work that it is a mm-hmm. journey and you mentioned it being a journey too so I wanted to stop and and um, highlight some of those high points that you that you touched on for us and so now I want to take us on to um, our next question here. Do you think, do you think that two people who go into marriage without the right mindset have a chance? And if so, what do you think it takes for them to get on track? Okay, so first of all, it's a big yes. Yes, yes, yes. People mm-hmm. who go into it without the right mindset do have a chance. And why? Because says God redeems everything, you know. I think that's why even when you don't go into marriage with um, the right mindset, but if you found yourself, you're now married and you didn't start on the right footing, you go back to the author of it all, and that is Christ, that is Jesus, that is God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and you pour your marriage before his feet, and the Lord has such beautiful ways to connect us to great counselors. You talked about the passion of mine and um, I'm lo- looking into school, you know, how far I've come with that. I'm going to start that as soon as my babies are a little bit older. Um, but find you a good faith-based counseling service. I don't believe in leaving our lives as an island. I do me, you do you, boo. I don't believe that. Um, I don't think it works, God, because this God called us to community. And that even goes to when you're still single. While you're single, surround yourself in community because God gives each of us as individuals. We're a gift. Like a child is a blessing. So you are a gift to someone just as much as your future helpmates will be a gift to you. And so find yourself in community. And the good thing about finding yourself in community is those are the watchful eyes that will look when you're still single and be like, girl, um, about John, maybe let's not, you know, because they care for you. You know what I mean? Right. And those right. are the people who will hold you up and be your accountability. And so if you have the foundation of community, now when you find yourself married and your marriage is on the rocks or something is happening, that same community can come and speak life. If you have kids, they will come babysit. So you and your husband can still have date night. They will come if you just had a baby, which is I literally just had a baby four months ago. Our community says they came, they cleaned my house. 
they threw us a beautiful shower. They, my best friend came and watched my kids because my mom couldn't get her visa in time. She's in Africa to come be with me after having major surgery. So even though my husband is such a hands-on husband and loves me, he couldn't do it by himself. And it goes back to what I'm saying. We're not an island, you know? Yeah, and yeah. And also, oh, go ahead, sis. <laughs> so I get so fired up about community and marriage and yeah, No, <laughs> no, that's okay. Like, no, I want you to run with it. I do. I want you to be, you know, completely transparent and run with it. Um, I just stopped because, you know, we spoke on this before and you mentioned um, servanthood is, is, you know, our attitude towards marriage and you and I spoke before and, you know, you, you spoke with me about steward, stewarding relationships. So I just wanted to pop that back in too, because when we are talking about um, even our women who are single, you know, in that community that they want to plug into, it's also about stewarding, you know, like you said before, those relationships that you have, you cannot expect to go into um, dating or even marriage and you don't know how to have healthy relationships um, with your existing people. So like you have to learn how to steward the existing relationships in your life. Um, And we've talked about this numerous times. I know you and I have talked about this over and over, but I want to bring it here in the suite to, to just restate that, you know, being single isn't just wishing and hoping for the person. It's doing the work on self right now. And that is the beauty of being by yourself. You are not single and just waiting on Prince Charming or whoever to show up. You are single and you are walking into the light of who you, who you desire to be as a wife. So you cannot just think that you get married and you become wife overnight you are single right now working on what it looks like to be a wife. How do you carry yourself? How do you speak to others? How do you support others? How do you be there for your community? Even the people you're talking about right now who came over your house to do for you. Those are, those are people, and I don't know the names of them. I don't know who they are, but those are the people who have servanthood in their mindset. Those are those are Absolutely. the sisters, you know, those are the sisters who who can wrap their arms around you, who um, who a spouse would desire to have because they're the type of person that are in sickness and in health. We're going to go be with our friends who need us right now. Um, that exactly. those are the abilities, not like, oh, well, Miari, I know you just had a baby girl, but I can't come over there and help you clean because, you know, I have um, this party I was trying to get to. You know, that's somebody right. who's in a <laughs> very single mindset. That's somebody who's in a very single very mindset. Single mindset. <laughs> but when a person says, you know what, I had an event to go to, but my girl just had a baby, her husband, let me go over there and clean her house. Let me go over there and wash and fold her clothes. Let me go over there and clean her exactly. kitchen. That's a person who is ready to enter into, you know, wifey because she knows sacrifice. She knows how to put aside the things she desires to do in this moment to do what's exactly. best for the greater good of others that she wants to take care of. So I I could not stop there. I got fired up about that. Um, yes, so I needed, to, on, <laughs> I needed to chime in there. Um, so I, I, I'm 
very grateful that we are touching all the spots. I know we can't hit them all, but um, I I definitely feel like you had really, really good points when we start talking about the right type of mindset and how to get there. Thank you, sis. Thank you. And you know, it's also at the end of the day, you have to remind yourself that because I am a gift, let me serve right now. Because sometimes, you know, it's not even about um, looking elsewhere in your own family structure. Like if you have sisters that have a child, like do you sometimes offer to babysit? Or if you're a church in ministry, do you sometimes offer to work with childcare? Because you also get like women that want kids. They think they want kids because their thought of having kids and actually having kids is completely different. So you invest yourself, even if you're a married uh, couple and you've been trying to have kids and that hasn't worked out, uh, well, not work, I don't mean to say worked out, but God hasn't fulfilled that promise yet. Do not despair. This is the time to plunge yourself and love as many nieces and nephews around you or children at, at church ministry around you. Um, because it's like my husband and I, and you, you, you're so close to me, and you walked this season with us. But in 2021, um, we said, see you later to our two girls. We said goodbye to our two girls. I had two miscarriages that year. And um, and it was so easy, sis, even with two healthy living boys to just not want to do anything with children. Like, if I see a pregnant woman, just be like, my heart would just ache and break but in that season it was almost like God pushed me even closer to those around me that were having babies and to celebrate them which is the essence of what I really wanted to share today this is learn to celebrate yourself and to celebrate others who are in a season that you're not there yet because if you learn the art of celebration you will not covet you will not envy and you will not be jealous because a celebration of somebody's place, it takes away from the enemy uh, corrupting that and making it vile. Because when I was still praying and asking God, Lord, why did you take my two girls? I really want a mini me and all that. I had friends and girlfriends, sisters around me who were having girls left, right, and center. Um, and I even had um, friends that um, MJ, um, our daughter that went to be with Jesus in February, um, she would have been the same age as some of my friends' babies. And in, in a moment, it felt like it was going to be torture to look at my friends' babies and be like, oh, man, my daughter could be this age. But do you know what I do now, sis? I look at them and I'm like, oh, so this is what she looks like now in heaven. Oh, I, I think she'll be crawling now. Oh, she should be sitting and walking. And, you know, and so it's not like God took away. It's like God upgraded my heart. I have Jason and I have a piece of heaven waiting for us. But even while we wait, we have a beautiful picture from our community of what our girls can potentially look like and be doing does that make sense yes no it does it does make sense and you know I think that it's a lot um easier sometimes to relate when you 
have gone through that moment. So they're going to be our ladies right now listening who may not have spoken these words, but you're bold enough to do it for them. And they may not have told someone because they feel like, oh my gosh, I don't want to say that out loud. Am I going to sound crazy? Am I going to sound weird? And then right now in this moment, they're probably shedding tears listening to this because they know there's someone else out there who has felt this, who knows what it feels like to go through the loss of a child and to dream about that child, to imagine that child. So absolutely it makes sense. And and I want you to stand firm in knowing that you do not have to feel weird about that. You do not have to feel like, oh, is it crazy that I thought that? No, it is not. And that's why this is the We Sweet because it is where you come to feel empowered and to know that regardless of your walk and what you've been through, you will be embraced and you have your own community here. So let me first say that um, the next, yeah, the yeah. next thing um, that I wanted to, to say is, you know, I think it is very tough to celebrate when you are in a season of mourning. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, we both know count it all joy. So at the end of the day, exactly. you know, your season of greatness will come even if you are experiencing mourning right now, um, for I know the plans that I declare for you, right? Amen. Um, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. I yeah, had that one too. So, <laughs> so at the end of the day, and at the end of the day, even though you go through seasons of hardship or mourning or loss, and you cannot understand why it's happening to you, you cannot understand where you feel like you went wrong or what you did or you assume that you've done something wrong. Um, It's just the season to build up strength and to build up character. It's the season to grow and develop. And we just have to go through those things. Sometimes we have to be stretched and pulled to grow, Uh, but your season will come. And when it does and it, you know, and it blossoms and it blossoms so big, you'll be in a season of gratefulness. And I want to bring this back around too. Because you and I spoke before and we talked about, you know, when you went through that loss and when you and I talked about it and, Mm -hmm. you know, I, you know, gave some advice that I'm sure was tough in the, in that moment, um, you know, that, oh, you know, I know you. It was tough. It was tough, but it was healing, sis. It was almost like I needed that bandage ripped so that the healing would come. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and it, it was so beautiful. And I just remember, so I didn't know if you wanted to speak into it, but I do remember when we had that conversation, specifically that time, and you're like, y'all see MJ again. Um, and MJ, all our kids have like a J. So she was miracle joy. And I was just like, we're having a miracle joy and God actually gave her gave us her name while I was going through um the doctor's report and them saying oh we can't see a heartbeat oh the sex is not growing oh we're gonna have to do a procedure for you to your body to do what it's supposed to do you know so like in the midst of hearing all that and then God is like I want you to name your daughter and I want you to name her Miracle, and I want you to give her middle name as Joy, and you're like, Lord, I do need a miracle, and I do need Joy, but every single time I go to the doctor's reports, it's the opposite, 
and they're speaking death and they're speaking sadness and despair, the opposite of joy. And I just remember since you were like, Nyari, God knew and God sees you and God loves you. And he says, you were like, look at JJ and CJ, like, because I was also going through a whole party training fiasco and I would tell you all about it. And, and you're like, you know, God wants you to just like slow down and be in the now, put your everything, all your effort towards your voice. He knows what would have overwhelmed you. And since just hearing you say that, I was like, wow, like it was so healing. And I celebrated our daughter going to glory first and seeing like I probably would have fallen apart at the Sims had I had a newborn and two boys who were under three who were starting to party train before their sister got here. You know what I mean? And yeah. so thank you, sis. Thank you for being that community and that sister that spoke that out of love, but genuinely cared to let me see. It's not just sorrow, Yari. Like, look at it this way, too. Yeah, and I and I... I'm so thankful that it was healing for you. Sometimes we don't always know or have the right things to say. And so, you know, for me, I know that it was it was tough um, as far as advice goes, tough. But I also felt that in that moment, even though things were not going the way that we would have desired for it to go in that time frame, even when we hit those trials and we hit those tribulations and, and there's challenges all around us and we're being built up in that moment, when the tide changes and things get better, we are able to really appreciate it. We're able to be in a season of gratefulness and appreciation. And sometimes when it happens, probably when we want, it's going to okay. be a little, it's harder to appreciate. It's harder to, to be thankful. And I say that because, right. yeah, like if MJ would have come at that time and you were kind of stressed with potty training the boys, not to say you would not have loved your baby because you would have loved her to the ends of this earth, but the challenges at that time, it would have been very frustrating. And now, yeah, you know, it's a, you know, now there's such a kind of sense of peace where the boys are a little bit older. They're a little bit more independent. They are potty trained. And so now it's a season of being able to truly, truly enjoy your baby girl and not feel like, you know, you're worn out. And I said this um, to you before, and I'll say it again here in the suite. You know, I met this lady on a webinar and and she was a caregiver and I can't remember if it was her brother or her husband or her son, whatever. But she said, I get to be a caregiver. I don't say. Yeah, she said, I don't say I have to be a caregiver. I say I get to Mm -hmm. be because the language around that informs how she sees and acts towards it. And so. I'm just thankful, you know, that we are where we are now because sometimes motherhood or not sometimes a lot of times motherhood is so hard. And so it's it's better when we are in a mindset of I get to be 
I am blessed to be someone's mother instead of I have to do this or I have to get up and I have to parent today. So anyway, I know we went off on the deep end with with motherhood there for a second, (laughs) but um, I just wanted to talk about, you know, bringing it full circle back to you saying um, being in, in a celebratory state, even when someone else is in a season that you desire to be in, yes, celebrate because your time is coming. And if your time exactly. is not right now, you're being built up for the season that is. You're being strengthened absolutely. for the season that is. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, and also, our, oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, go ahead. You go ahead. I was going to say with the last question, like you had asked, like, do you think that two people will get into marriage without the right mindset of like, first of all, God redeems and let me celebrate others. And then like, I get to be married. I get to be a wife. I get to um, but also plunge yourself into resources. Um, knowledge is power. Read, 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 read read, read on other marriages that have worked, that didn't start off right, um, invest into conferences and date nights and, and, and just surrounding yourself with stuff that will pour into your marriage. Um, and there's a, a beautiful book that my husband um, gave me when um, he proposed to me, actually, the day he did. Um, it's the Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. Um, and that's just like one that comes off the top of my head. Whether you're single, married, dating, whatever place you find yourself in, I think it's a good resource to learn how people receive. Because sometimes it's not that we're not doing enough, but it's that we're speaking Spanish when someone understands French, you know what I mean? So learn mm-hmm. to speak the language that your mate understands. And um, and it's so beautiful to learn that language because you're learning the person that you love. I'm talking to the married now, not, you know, the singles. Uh, but like if you're married and you, your marriage is like, okay, we did not start on the right footing. How are we going to get there? Like take it as a challenge, you know? Um, I don't know if some of my lady friends love like a good sweat, like going to the gym or, you know, I don't know, hiking a mountain or just like, I'm going to study, I'm going to get my doctorate, I'm going to get my license, I'm going to get my real estate license. Like we always take all these um, challenges to better ourselves professionally, but you can also take a challenge to better your relationships your marriage if you started on the wrong foot and learn learn the art of understanding how your husband receives love how you exhort them and how you honor them and how you submit that we might need to come back for the submission because (laughs) i feel like a lot of sisters might not it's like what submit what do you mean but there's beauty in submission sis that's gonna be a fun one to do (laughs) that's gonna be a fun one to do um but I do I do want to go ahead and wrap us up here so um generally I go ahead at this time and just ask where can our ladies connect with you if you want I can just tag you that's fine too oh thank you sis you can follow me at on my instagram is yari joy 
that's A-Y-A-R-I-J-O-Y. And on Facebook, I'm Yari Chenakira Pike. And or you can email me at Yari124 at yahoo.com. Thank you. Thank you, good sis. Well, I'm going to wrap us up with a couple of tips. Um, I know we got to some juicy moments and we just could not go through all of them, but we'll do this again for you ladies again. Um, But for now, take this with you into your week. Mindset is an attitude held by someone, which comes from the Webster Dictionary, an attitude towards service and sacrifice, as our sweet Niari talked to us about. So think about that in the form of servanthood, how you choose to serve your person in your marriage. Avoid idealizing marriage. We talked a good deal about idealizing it, coveting it. Marriage doesn't complete you, so don't covet the marriage. Being single is a blessing. It is a journey. Surround yourself in community and steward the existing relationships that you have. Um, You're not half a person because you're not married. That's one of my favorite ones. You're learning your whole self (laughs) while you're single. So continue to do that self-work, ladies, while you're waiting for uh, Mr. Right. God redeems. Absolutely. So <laughs> God redeems. So even if the marriage started off a little rocky, kind of challenging, go back to the author to connect you to the right counsel and community and celebrate others. Even if you're not in that season yet, your time is definitely coming. And one word mm-hmm. that I leave you ladies with is gratefulness. Find gratefulness, Amen. find the joy. So um, thank you, ladies, so much for joining us in the suite. Don't forget to follow the We Sweet podcast on your favorite listening platform and add me on Insta at Dr. DeKeys L. It's in the podcast bio and see you ladies soon.